How'd you like to learn some Latin today? Yeah? You seem very excited. Uh, okay, repeat after me. Memento. Memento. Mori. Mori. Memento. Memento. Mori. Mori. It means remember your death. And in the early church, we find altars that are almost 2,000 years old, that right on the front, that's what they say, memento mori, remember your death. Uh, so that's the homily. Uh, take care. Yeah, very good. Yeah. Um, no communion for you. Uh, no, memento mori, remember your death. And it, it might seem like a scary thing to say, but that's because we forgot about the whole resurrection thing. Um, I'm sure that for a child in the womb, if you could explain the world outside of that womb, I don't know if they'd believe you. Uh, they would find their warm, comfortable existence just great. They wouldn't even really have the ability to think about this world and all its beauty and music and vision and, and the ability to run and eat, yes. And I think that's the thing that for us makes memento mori scary as we forget what's coming. And one of the symptoms of the fact that we forget our deaths, that we don't remember our death, memento mori, uh, our, our readings are filled with it today. Uh, in our gospel, I think Jesus is trying to get us to see that there are things that we need to be very careful of and use wisely, like in this case, the lamp oil. Yeah. And there are things where we need to be insanely generous. And in that insane generosity, and in that figuring out which things we give away and which things we keep, there really is a key, and here it is. Uh, the things we have that are physical, we should be prudent with. We should be very smart and prudent with the physical. And I, I know I've told you this before. Uh, I just assume you don't remember. Uh, but if I have $10 and I give you five, I don't have $10 anymore, unless I'm the federal government. Uh, but that's a totally different topic. But if I have 10 bucks and I give you five, I don't have $10 anymore. I've lost $5. That's how the physical world works. And you and I live in the physical world. But what we got to remember and what Jesus is begging us to remember is that when it comes to the invisible things, when we give them away, we have more. The more we are living out of fear, the more fearful we make the world around us. The more we're living out of love, the more loving we make the world around us around us. When you and I give away love, we don't lose love, we gain love. When you and I give away joy, we don't lose joy, we gain it. And I think one of the things we run into is we become so conditioned to the physical world, we forget to be generous with the invisible. And on the opposite end of things, I think we need to look at how prudently we use our physical resources. I know me, if I was one of these bridesmaids, and I want to be clear, I do not qualify. Uh, uh, I know my long flowing hair can throw you off, but uh, I couldn't be a bridesmaid. I probably would have given away my oil. Yeah? If I was the one with enough oil for the night and somebody was like, please give me some of yours, I'd be like, okay. And then later, I would regret it. 
I've only got so much oil and I need it too. What are you and I giving away that we should keep? And what are we keeping that we should give away in the physical? All of it goes back to, oddly enough, memento mori. What will matter when I'm at that moment where death is right here? And here's the crazy part, and I know how awful this sounds, but it's kind of my job to tell it, remind us of these things. Could be today. We, we got our plans, right? We've got our plans. But my life as a priest, 30% of any week is about death. It's about sitting with people as they die. It's about preparing them when they're at that moment of death. And I don't know anyone who's went, this is right on schedule. (laughs) Jesus flat out reminds us, and not because he wants to scare us, he wants to liberate us. Death is inevitable. Being prepared for it tragically isn't. And the way we prepare for it is by living for heaven right now. That there are physical things we can part with. And in fact, parting with them would do us some good. I think I told you about this. A friend of mine is in a religious order. And he was sent down south for, one of the, for the hurricane in New Orleans. And one of the neighborhoods he visited to help people he found was, frankly, a very wealthy neighborhood. And he was sitting with this family who literally lost every single physical thing they had. And they had a big old house, and of course they had to get a storage unit for the stuff that didn't fit in the big old house, right? And he swears to me that at one point, the dad said, a part of me is relieved. A part of me is relieved. My whole family's okay. And it was just so much stuff. And as soon as we get stuff, you know what we do. Figure out how to keep it. There were chains on him that tragedy actually broke. And for us, I think when it comes to the physical, I'm going to ask us to rethink our strategy. We have a limited time on earth. Are we using a disproportionate amount of that time to chase things that have no eternal significance? That's a really important question. And then when it comes to the invisible, are we really like ridiculously generous? Or are we scared to love because you can get hurt? I mean, look what happened to love. Jesus wants us to be very brave. He does. And he wants us to memento mori, remember our death. Keep it in mind so that we stop making decisions where we sell out the eternal in order to gain a little bit right now. Each one of us will stand before God someday. And more than you want anything, he wants to be able to say what he said in the gospel. I know you. I know you. And he's going to know us if we live like him. If we're really generous with the invisible and if we're really prudent with the visible. You know, all throughout the gospel, every once in a while, the disciples get a little uppity, yeah? And Jesus has to remind them, oh, this ends bad, right? By your perspective, we're going to go to Jerusalem. This ends with me getting killed. And every time it says they didn't understand. 
Well, we can understand now, because unlike them, we know the end of the story. And the end of the story, if we let it, is going to be insane joy that we can't even fathom right now. But for that to happen, we need to leave, live this life right. To stop being enslaved to things that we won't care about in the end. And to keep in mind that at any moment, that day, could that, at any day, that moment could get here. Where we close our eyes here and open them there. And God wants us ready. He wants us ready. So let's take this challenge, huh? Let's be prudent when it comes to the physical. Let's be prudent with how we use our time. And I don't mean that in the cold way of walking around constantly fearful. I mean that in the way of seizing the crazy joys offered us every day that we pass up because we're so busy being afraid. Be joyful with your time. And be prudent with the physical things God has given you. Be generous with the invisible that he's given you. And that day will come, again, for all of us. And what we will hear is what he said right here. I know you. Come into my inheritance. Amen? Amen. Okay.